Welcome to Let's Play. I wanted to start off with a blessing, and quite truthfully, I'd forgotten to give it because I was kind of in a negative headspace there for a while, and I want to deal with that. But I want every single person out there and your families to have a full, rich, vibrant life. Live well and love well. Now this business of being out of sort. Um, a friend of mine came up to me, well, came up to a family member and commented, on he, how he thought that the Mother Earth was giving us a good, hard, solid spanking because we'd been so disrespectful to the planet. And in fact, that that spanking is going to cause a lot of sorrow and, and uh, misfeelings here down the pike. I had a tendency to believe it for a while. I had to stop and ask myself if this perspective was going to help me to care and I realized that, in a sense, it wasn't helping me, and maybe I needed to take it on a slightly different perspective. Maybe more so, we were doing certain things to ourselves and the planet, and those certain things will have consequences. I'm going to use that word, consequences, instead of punishment. I'm doing that because it helps me more to care. And the whole purpose of this series is the idea that we can play with our assumptions and play with our ideas that most help us to care about ourselves, all others, the earth, and what's beyond the earth. I did get to thinking, though, I was thinking about the indigenous people of America and Canada, Central America and South America, and I was thinking about how when the Anglos came, there was such a great disrespect for the, the indigenous and for the planet itself. As a matter of fact, I think if, um, if I were a Native American, I would contemplate trying to get all the tribes together to form one single nation, maybe use English as the common language, but uh, maybe give up all government support and say that we were going to make it on our own. Um, if I was an indigenous person, I'd take on the perspective of reincarnation. The reason is, is that it would be most, help me most to be loving. Instead of being angry and um, disenfranchised with uh, uh, the Anglos, I could say, well, maybe I was a, an Anglo in my last lifetime. Who knows? Maybe I was custard, as a matter of fact. But in this lifetime, I live on a reservation, and um, uh, there's a certain despondency in my life that re results in me turning to alcohol. But if I took on the perspective of reincarnation, I could say that there's a lot of people out there who are now Anglos that maybe were Native Americans in the past life. And we need to reach out to everybody, uh, no matter what their color, no matter what their perspective or what they look like. They may have been part of us or part of our group way back when. I think that would help me most to care if I were a Native American. But the other thing I was thinking is, what if the Native Americans created one common nation and there they said, um, for instance, maybe that they would allow all immigrants from all over the world to come and help populate their particular uh, reservation or their the portion, their state of the nation, however you'd want to phrase it. Um, if they gave up uh, federal aid, they would have to find answers for themselves, um, have a common language, um, but not let the language of the uh, uh, of our their our ancestors disappear. 
not let the customs disappear. As a matter of fact, I think it'd be kind of cool if the Native Americans throughout the United States had set up small five-acre parcels where people could go and see um, Native Americans living a certain lifestyle, let's say 1858, what was going on with the Ute Indians in 1858. And you would go through a village uh, of Utes at that time and, and hear people working and, and uh, going through everything that was important to them at that time, including shamanic beliefs, possibly. And then maybe that same tribe, in this case I said Ute, maybe they would show what their lifestyle was like around 1786. And again, they would have a five-acre parcel, but there the Indians would be dressed different. Maybe they wouldn't have horses at that time. I don't know when the Utes first were able to start using horses or not. But then other people throughout the United States could come and they could actually visualize and see that, that lifestyle, a living history. So you'd have living history of the, of the tribe representing different years, and I think it could be income-producing. Um, again, it's funny, but there are times that I think that the indigenous people could be our salvation, uh, especially with the idea of respecting and honoring the Mother Earth and adopt, um, not just adopting, but embracing viewpoints and perspectives that help us to be one with the earth. Uh, my understanding is that many indigenous people um, have difficulty concept uh, with the concept of private land ownership, that the earth belongs to herself. And that may be how we need to start looking at things clearly throughout the entire planet. I don't know, it was just a thought. Um, it does lead me to a story song, a ballad, and, and I want to do it right now. I hope I remember it in its entirety. It goes like this. He rode the Appaloosa. It was the finest in this tribe. Feathers in his war bonnet cascaded down his side. Tribes in all the country knew his ferocious battle cry. With fear in their hearts, they called him Thunder of the sky. One day he was out riding, the plains were at his feet, he and his horse were flying, and the mother earth began to speak. Some might call it a vision, and others might call it the inner eye, but no matter what you call it, none dare call it a lie. It's said that he and all the tribes, indeed the entire planet, were one, even, even their enemies, and in fact, even the planet, the sun, the earth, the sun. It said all, the, all these battles were now over, and he was needed for something else. Well, he got down off of his horse, and he knelt upon the ground. He stayed there for an hour, a day, or maybe it was more. He knew what was a reason that the oneness had shown him its door. And when he got on back his horse, and he rode on off away, that that war bonnet of his in the long great grass there would remain. And that's the story. Um, I, I, I hope I told it with enough oomph and uh, I guess I'll play it back and listen to it. But um, the idea that we are one with the planet and we are one with people that we might have thought of as the enemy, um, I don't know, it's powerful. And I think there's tribes that would say that that's exactly what's going on on the planet.
we've had a hard time understanding the great influence that we as a people with our materialistic point of view have had on this planet, the Earth, and it's beginning to show its effect. For me, it gets to be a little frightening. I have young children, and I have to think, how are they going to adapt to the tremendous changes and the stressors that are coming on down? I was reading um, that a, a, a worker from NASA was talking about the possibility of the volcanoes, the super volcanoes blowing up. And I got to thinking, you know, we have this spinning top that we're living on and spinning round and round and round. What happens when you take a great percentage of the weight that is on the north and the south of the planet and, and uh, distribute it throughout the entire planet rather than it being on the north and the south? I would imagine that the Earth will spin different. There will be different stressors, maybe enough of a difference that different kinds of volcanoes would erupt. I don't know. There's so many different things going on in this day and age to be worried about or cautious of. And since I'm trying to take on the perspective that most helped me to care, sometimes worrying isn't really the answer. Sometimes it's more like having faith in the, the cosmos that there is a, a great plan, a wondrous, beautiful plan. We'll call it destiny or fate. And then it's dancing, dancing, mind you, not at war, but dancing with creativity and spontaneity and randomness. So the randomness dances with the great plan. And maybe that's what's going on cosmically with this planet. We only see it, you know, from our limited perspective where we have a, a belief in time. But get rid of the concept of time. Get rid of the concept of the beginning and the ending of things. And just kind of embrace the isness of it all. It could be, very well be that love knows what it's doing. Uh, and that we really are the seedlings born into the chaos. But the chaos is our place of birth. But there's something beautiful that we're reaching to as we grow and expand. I'm not saying take it on. I'm saying take it on if it helps you to, to love yourself and all others, if it really most helps you to care. I'm fascinated with the idea of what this planet would be like if the majority of us chose assumptions and beliefs and perspectives that most help us to care about ourselves, all others, the earth, and what's beyond. And ladies and gentlemen, that comes down to making sure that we choose leaders, leaders who have made a commitment to caring rather than a commitment to uh, personal gain or personal power. We're going to have to be careful. We're going to have to think about what we're doing. But we've got to be calm. We have to be relaxed and, and easygoing. We have to go deep inside as we face these changes. Because some of us, we're going to make our changes easy. Some of us will make our changes hard. But ladies and gentlemen, I'll guarantee you that we all got to go through our changes as we reach for the stars. I hope this has some sort of impact on you and, and touches you in a certain way. I sure would like to hear from you. And if you have any ideas as to things that I can do to make this podcast even better, I really would appreciate it. Uh, I want you to have a full, rich, vibrant life, you and your entire family. By the way, you know, as I go through the day-to-day, -day, uh, as I see clerks, I, I ask them to have a full, rich, vibrant life, them and their entire families, 
almost 98% of the people I say this to receive it with open arms. They welcome it. Ladies and gentlemen, there is so much tension going on on the planet. We need every ounce of blessing and caring and kindness we can. If you can find it in your heart to say nice things to people as you go through life, say those nice things, write those nice things, email those nice things, make documentaries about those nice things, but say wondrous things that help us to become more at peace with one another so that we can make decisions that will involve more caring. Anyway, you have a wonderful week, and I'll catch you next time around. Take care now. Bye.